This is April the 8th, 2020, Wednesday night service here at the Pine Little Pentecostal Church Bible Study with Reverend Mike Perry. Our service will begin in about four minutes. Stay with us. So glad you could be with us tonight and join us uh, live. Thank you for being a part of our Bible study. Looking forward to teaching tonight. Uh, we will continue. Continue. Uh, I've been.
teaching the last couple of uh, Bible studies on honoring God. Tonight I will continue doing that. But uh, before I do that, i got a couple announcements. But uh, we'll be reading in Luke, uh, first chapter. I'm going to uh, more uh, look at uh, verses uh, 39 through 56, but I will re- reference uh, beginning of chapter 1 also in our study tonight. But uh, just an announcement that some of you have been hearing about, but the our pastor has been coordinating with the town of Pine Level and some of the other churches about having a Sunday morning sunrise service at 7 o'clock at the park here in Pine Level. And uh, some of us older ones remember the old drive-in where you drove in your car, you put the speaker, you rolled down the windows and let the breeze blow in and you watched the big screen. Well, it's a little bit different, but we'll be at the park. Uh, we will have... Uh, um, sound system and we're going to have a little bit of singing and the pastor's going to be our pastor Jerry's going to be speaking and we've invited the whole community uh the other churches Methodist Baptist and all will be with us so we're looking forward to that be with us if you like to drive in and uh I, we still got a park six foot apart uh, apart and uh, uh follow all the rules but uh this will be something that we can uh some times that we can worship together as a community, a time that we can thank God and praise God as we've been studying, because I really think it's important, as I've been teaching, that we honor God by praising Him. And this is a way that we can show how much we appreciate and love Him, because I tell you today, we need Him more than ever. And let me give you an announcement tonight, that I know, that I know, that I know, our God is still alive. He has risen. He's there for us. He's just waiting for us to uh, praise Him, to love Him, to worship Him, and to ask Him uh, through our prayers for the things that we need. Our God is alive. Sometimes you hear out there in the naysayers of the world that where is your God? What I say to people, God is there in heaven waiting for us to answer to Him, to praise Him, to look to Him. So our God is alive. That's a great and wonderful knowing this morning, uh, this night. So thank you again. Um, First of all, we'll open up by going to the Word uh, in prayer. Uh, I, I love to pray. I thank God for the opportunity to pray. I thank God for this opportunity to, to teach His Word tonight. Would you join me and think about people that are in need tonight? Think about others that are sick. Think about our country, all the thousands and thousands of people that are sick, and all the family members that have lost loved ones. Remember them. Think about them. And, and now it's getting closer and closer to home. I understand here in Johnston County, there's right many. So let's pray for those families. If you know someone that has other needs, pray for them tonight but join me tonight as we pray we need to be praying folks we need to be praying to God God is the answer to all the problems to all the things that's going on in this world the U.S. of A. and the world needs to get back to God that is the foundation of resolving all these issues in the world so pray with me tonight Father we thank you Lord Thank you, Lord, for your many blessings. Thank you, Lord, for touching and living in our souls. Thank you for your Son, Jesus Christ, dear Father. Lord, be with us tonight, Lord. Be with me as I teach your Word. Bless your Word in the teaching, dear Father. Bless this country, dear Father. Bless our President and all the Congress, Lord, on both sides of the aisle. Touch them, dear Father. Unite them together to help lead and guide us, Lord, that the understanding is all about you, dear Father. You're the one that we should be looking for and thank 
thank Him for everything, dear Father. Because You are worthy of praise. You are, Lord, the one that can resolve, dear Father. Lord, thank You for this opportunity to be together tonight, Lord. For everyone listening, Lord, open up our hearts and our minds to receive Your Word, Lord. That it blesses our heart, touches our heart, Lord. We when we know, Lord, that we want to honor You and praise You and love You. Because, Lord, every day You bless us, Lord. Just being alive, dear Father. Being a Christian, Lord. Having our sins forgiven, dear Father, is worthy of praise, dear Lord. Knowing You is worthy of praise, Father. Be with me now, Lord, as I teach Your Word. Be with all of us, dear Father. In Your holy name we do pray, dear Father. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank You, dear Jesus. Tonight, uh, as I mentioned, we're going to start in Luke 1, chapter 1, and we're going to read starting with verse 39. And Mary arose in those days and went into the hill country with haste. I want you to notice that word haste. We'll talk about that. And to a city of Judah and entered into the house of Zacharias and saluted or greeted Elizabeth. And it came to pass that when Elizabeth heard the salutation of Mary, basically the greeting of Mary, uh, Mary and what Mary had to say, the babe leaped in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Ghost. And she spoke out with a loud voice and said, Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb. And whence is this to me, that the mother of my Lord should come to me? For lo, as soon as the voice of thy salutation, notice the third time talking about, how your greeting, how you, you have blessed me with your greeting, sounded in my mind and ears, the babe leaped. And that's the second time we read tonight about the babe leaping. We're going to talk about who that babe is. If you read the beginning of Luke chapter 1, you know who that babe is in my room, Elizabeth. We're talking about, I'll go ahead and tell you, we're talking about John the Baptist there. For the joy, and verse 45, And blessed is she that believed, for there shall be a performance of those things which were told her from the Lord. So Lord is fulfilling His promises. 46, And Mary said, Notice from 46 through the last verse here, 54 that we're reading, we'll go through 55, but uh, notice what she's doing. She's actually praising God here. This is Mary praising God. And Mary said, My soul doth magnify the Lord. Basically, she's praising the Lord. And my spirit hath rejoiced in God my Savior, for he hath regarded the low estate of his handmaiden, meaning the humbleness of his handmaiden. For behold, from henceforth all generations shall call me blessed. For he that is mighty hath done to me great things, and holy is his name. And his mercy is on them that fear him from generation to generation. He that showed strength with his arms, and hath scattered the proud in the imagination of their hearts. And in verse 52, He hath put down the mighty from their seats, and exalted them of low degree. He had filled the hungry with good things, and rich he had sent empty away. He had hopped his servant Israel in remembrance of his mercy, as he spoke to our fathers, to Abraham, and to the seed 
forever. I love that word forever. We talked about that briefly last Bible study, how he's going to build his kingdom forever. And then 56, Mary stayed there about three months with her cousin Elizabeth. You know, I've been talking about praising the way we praise and honor God. Uh, the, uh, prior, before last week, I had been teaching in the Bible about uh, the things we can do to honor God, to praise Him on giving and singing of songs and how we can, in glory, recognizing Him, who He really is, seeking Him and looking for Him and always remembering what He's done for us in our life. So there's a lot of ways. Normally when you mention how do we praise or honor God, you may simply sometimes just say that's raising your hand and Thanking God for what He's done with you or for you. There's a lot more to that when we're talking about praising God. Last week we talked about uh, David's obedience. We talked about the first part of the lesson was about obedience. The second is when David didn't uh, obey and what happened. But let's talk about tonight as it uh, follows along with our lessons. Obedience is what God was looking for out of David. And David is one of those great men of God that loves God, obeys God, and was very humble when he made a mistake. And uh, But last week we talked about how God... Uh, um, blessed David because he was obedient. And he promised David that his uh, uh, family uh, lineage would, all, would be established, that God was going to go build his own kingdom. God was going to build his own house, which David had in his heart to go do. But uh, God let him know that he would use someone in his uh, family, down descendants down the line, to build his kingdom. So that was going to be a blessing for David. That was good enough for David. And when you look at Luke's gospel, uh, you know, when you look at the very beginning, there's two great announcements in Luke's gospel. First was the announcement to Elizabeth that she was going to bear a son. Now there's a whole lot of great things that happened to Elizabeth in this story. First of all, when you read it, Elizabeth had no children. She had not had the ability to have children. Secondly, she was an elderly woman. And for both those reasons, she was not planning to have any kids. But God intervened. God needed her. God had a blessing for her. So he told her um, uh, husband, uh, which was a priest, Zechariah, that uh, she was going to be blessed with a son. And that son was going to be named John. We will, we will know him later as John the Baptist. And, and Elizabeth was excited about it, but initially when Gabriel the angel mentioned it to Zechariah, what did he do? He had some doubt. And when he had that doubt, the angel immediately made him mute where he couldn't speak and told him he would not be able to speak until the uh, baby was born. So we have to be careful when we uh, do have doubt, when we don't trust God, when we don't put our faith in God. This is a good example of that. So let's move on here. So Zacharias had some doubt. And then some six months later, here comes Gabriel again, appeared to Mary in the town of Nazareth. And in Nazareth, he appeared to her and told her she would be having a son. And she was not married. She had not married yet, and she was a virgin. So in, but you know what? Mary did not have doubt. 
She had excitement. Now, was she overwhelmed? And did she automatically understand it all? I don't believe she did, but I do know this. I do, based on what Luke was telling us, she was excited about it. Mary was overwhelmed in some ways, as it tells us in uh, verse 38, uh, 1 and 38, but it also tells us she still pledged her obedience to God, that she was going to follow God. So immediately Mary wanted to visit her cousin Elizabeth, and I believe she was so excited she had to go tell somebody. When you look at the very first verse, uh, and uh, verse 39 and 40, it says, And at that time Mary got ready and hurried. She was in a hurry to go to the town where she lived at. And by the way, this is not an easy trip, especially for a woman. Uh, um, it's about 70 miles, I understand, from Nazareth, where she lived, to uh, Hebron. But she still wanted to go. She was still excited. She had to go tell somebody. You know, when God gets in your heart, when God blesses you, you have something you want to say. Something you must say. And that is to tell people about what God has done. So I believe she had to go tell. And also she knew that God had blessed her with, to be, uh, with being the... Uh, a promise of David. She was a part of his family. So Mary greets Elizabeth. As I told you, she greeted her three different times. That's how excited she was. When you look in verse 41, when Elizabeth heard Mary's greetings, uh, um, uh, Elizabeth got excited. And, and, and the baby in her room, John leaped for joy. <laughs> also uh, is what he tells us. Luke tells us. You know, and, I, and, and there's a whole lot John, uh, Luke could have told us about what's going on in the story, but I believe there's some significance to him telling about the greeting, how he was telling about she had to tell somebody. She was so excited about how God blessed us and that, that the King of Kings, the Lord of Lords, that Jesus Christ was about to be born, and she was very excited about that. And you know, he was born, and he is risen. And today we should be excited about that. He lives with us. There ought to be excitement and joy in our heart. When we greet someone, when we see someone, we ought to have that joy. We want to tell somebody about Jesus Christ. And I think that's what Luke was saying here, that there's an excitement there. Even the baby, even John. And you know John, the whole purpose of John the Baptist, he was to go out and tell the world about Jesus Christ and His coming. So he was to go out and preach and minister and tell. And John was excited in the womb. And then it also tells us in verse 41 when Elizabeth heard about uh, Mary's greeting, the baby leaped, but also Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. What this tells me is Jesus was there. He was already there with Mary. And when Jesus is there, His Spirit's there, His love's there, His blessings is there, and you have to leap with joy. And even in the babies, you know, and today they kill babies. Today they don't understand that that a baby is what God has planted into people's uh, uh, womb. It is a soul. It is someone that can be uh, 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 something great for God, just like Mary was. We have to understand that. But Elizabeth was filled with the Spirit also. And wherever Jesus is, that's where Jesus is, uh, a presence with His Spirit. And all of us need Him in His, pres in His presence with us. Verse 42. A loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. So she immediately, when she was filled with the Holy Spirit, she recognized, understood, and knew that Jesus was uh, 
within Mary there. She knew with a loud voice she said it. With a loud voice. John, even again, when we read a little further, he leaped in the womb again, as we understand. <clears throat> Elizabeth expresses amazement, amazement that she could be one also that Mary would come and tell. It was a blessing to her. She was looking forward to her God to honor her also. We are privileged the same way. Did you know it's a privilege to be a part of God's kingdom? It is. We should be honored to do that. We should be praising. When we accept Jesus Christ as our Savior, we have something to go tell someone. And wherever we are, if we allow Jesus to live, He is there with us. He will help us. And that's what was going on at this time. The Holy Spirit confirmed with Elizabeth that Jesus Christ was coming. He confirmed it. And in 45, Blessed is she, Mary, who was believed, and forever and ever she would be known as the mother. And, she, and uh, Elizabeth accepted that, uh, Mary accepted that, and now I want to get to the heart of what I want to say tonight about praising and loving God. And this is starting in verse 46. Before I get into Mary's praise, where she was singing a song and loving God and honoring God, I thought about the very first part of that is Mary said, My soul glorifies the Lord. Let's talk about praise and praising for a minute. First of all, I, I did a, a Mac and I, uh, I, I went to uh, my old Webster Dictionary. And you know the great thing about the old Webster Dictionary is that it's still back in 1975. Uh, it gives you a definition that nobody was back then afraid and nobody had taken the Word of God out of uh, uh, books and things like that. But when you, uh, the definition, I love, I love reading it. Webster, which was published in 19, it was a collegiate dictionary that I have. It's a big old thick red one. It says, the, the, uh, and it didn't go into all the words that you, I'm about to tell you that Siri goes into. <laughs> but uh, and what the definition was, honoring, to glorify, yes, the word God was in the Webster Dictionary back then. Worship Him, praising Him. And then when I Googled or asked Siri on my phone, what is uh, the word praise, it says express approval of, express one's respect or gratitude to admire uh, or admiration of someone or something. And you know what? That definition fits today's world. We forget about who we should be praising in this God. We have to be careful when we praise something or someone here. God tells us to stay away from that. He didn't say now, that don't mean not to encourage people, love people, build them up. That's a different type of praising that I'm talking about. We some, uh, the word uh, getting uh, praising someone or something, when we put our eyes on that, that's not good. But when I think about praising God and the word praise, I think about Psalms, the book of Psalms, the chapter of Psalms. You know, from beginning to end of Psalms, it's about praising God, loving God. And David, without any doubt, he showed us over and over, and, that, and then God showed David how much love was between them. David truly loved God, 
honored God and praised God. When I look at the very first chapter of Psalms, in the very first verse, it says, Blessed is the man that walketh not in the counsel of the ungodly or the sinner, nor standing, standeth in the way of sender, sinner, sinners, not sitteth in the seat of scornful. But basically what David is saying here is, blessed is the man that has accepted you as Jesus Christ. Blessed you is the one that accepted you as the God Almighty. Because if you're not, you're ungodly. You walk in sin. And then when I look at the very second verse, it says, but his delight, but God's delight is in the law. So as we uh, can get delight in God's law. And his law doeth mediate or study day and night. What that is saying to me, what David is saying is, when we have Jesus in our heart, we want to be studying his word. We want, we have a desire. We have a passion. We want to learn more about the God Almighty. So he's telling us that we should delight in the law of the Lord. And, and we should also study it day and night. And then when you look at verse 3, and he shall be like a tree planted by the river of waters that bringeth forth fruit in his season. His leaf also shall not wither or fade, and whatsoever he doeth shall prosper. So David is saying, when you live in, in, in God and you love God, you will prosper. Your fruit will, you will bear good fruit. You will go out and bless others and you will prosper. So David starts out by saying, we should be praising God. We should be honoring God. And look at the very fourth verse. The very fourth verse. It says, the ungodly are not so. That's not going to happen with the sinners. They're not going to be blessed. They're not going to prosper. They're not going. They're going to be like the wind. Listen to what it says: the ungodly are not so, but are like the chaff which the wind will drive away. He's saying they just go from place to place, no sense of purpose, no nothing. You know, very rarely have joy. If they do, it's very short time. They're very unhappy people. I think about Robin Williams, the actor. Y'all, y'all may may remember him. Great man, you know, actor. Had everything in the world that this world could give him. Had plenty of money. All the things that this world had to offer. But he still hungered for something. I believe his soul was lost and he desired something that he didn't understand. Somebody needed to witness to him, I believe. Truly and honorably. I, I tell you, we need to be witness to people. I believe he died and went to hell because he was lost and because he was desiring something that... It, God tells us this flesh is desiring his love. God's love, when you read his book, nothing else on this world can satisfy us. So those that don't believe in him, they will drift around. Hallelujah. And then when, you know, I think about when I continue through Psalms, how all the way through is praising and loving and honoring God. We will praise him when we love him. And then when I think about uh, uh, how he, David ended Psalms, this is powerful, folks. Think about how he ended. The very last chapter of Psalms, 150, reading those five or six verses. Praise ye the Lord. Praise God in His sanctuary. Praise Him in the firmament. Praise Him in His power. Praise Him for His mighty acts. Praise Him according to His Excellent greatness. Verse 3. Praise Him with the sound of the trumpet. 
praise Him with the uh, psaltery and the harp. Four, praise Him with the tremble and dance. Praise Him with the stringed instruments and organs. Five, praise Him upon the loud cymbals. Praise Him upon the high-sounding cymbals. Let, last verse, let everything that hath breath praise the Lord. The praising of God. Praise ye God. You know, I think about David, the man that loved God. God loved him and blessed him throughout his whole life and after his life. God blessed him. We want to be blessed. We should be praising God. We want things to change in our life. We should be praising God. And some of us are scared to sing. Some of us are scared to, to voice our voices out loud. Some of us are scared, scared to, to shout. Some of us are scared to, to, to play the cymbals and the thing, loud music. But God says for Him, if it is for Him, it is to honor Him. We should be praising Him as David did back in those days. Thank God. We should be praising Him. And then when we praise Him, He will bless us. It moved me quickly to two of my favorite verses in Acts. Acts, the second chapter, 46 and 47. And they continuing daily in one accord in the temple and breaking bread from house to house. You know, I think about that in many ways, but what God was telling us there is these people were going, getting together and serving and loving Him and were very unified in this kind of stuff. But I'm thinking about today, we can't go from place to place. We can't get together. But I'm telling you folks, as I mentioned last week, we as godly people ought to be calling each other, praying for each other, blessing each other, sending cards through whatever way of communication, even a good old FaceTime and telling somebody you love them. Tell them that God love them. Now's a very important time to be lifting people up and going from house to house and blessing people and then when you continue he said did eat their meat in gladness and singleness of heart it pulls us together unite us together when we are praying for each other and blessing each other and talking to each other and loving each other it will unite us and that's what God is saying praising him will unite us together and then when I look at 47 verse 47 in Acts chapter 2 praising God and having favor with all people and the Lord added to the church hallelujah daily such as it should be saved folks I'm excited I'm excited because I'm telling you I'm looking forward I agree with what the pastor said uh, uh, preached on the last couple Sundays many great words about praising also and looking forward to the time when God pulls us all together when this thing is over and it will be over people God is going to bless this nation and this world if we'll look to him and bless him God will resolve it and pull us together as one body and I believe I believe that the churches are going to be united together Together. We are one people. We are God's people. All those that are saved, all those that love Him, will work together to reach the lost in these last days, people. He's going to give us one more opportunity. He told
told us that we might grow and be one more great pouring out of His love. One more great pouring out of His Spirit. And I want to be a part of that. Hallelujah! I want to be a part of that tonight that we go out and bless each other. And I believe with all my heart, soul, and mind that that day is coming. Hallelujah! Bless Him this night. We will reach others if we just put forth an effort in praising God and reaching those. We will see the lost saved. Hallelujah! And I want to see souls saved. i got so many loved ones and people out there. I believe that God wants to save them. All we have to do is trust them. I want to see people see healed. Hallelujah! But most of all, hallelujah, most of all, I want to see Jesus looking forward to that day. Looking forward to that day. Hallelujah! What a wonderful, wonderful day that will be. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Thank you, dear Jesus. Now let's move to Mary's song. Hallelujah. Her song of praise as she entered and what she said to Elizabeth. I think about 46. What stood out is my soul is gratified. That greeting, that greeting to Elizabeth with the song of praise is saying, you know, we have something to say. We have some love and joy and peace. We know that there's a comfort in Jesus Christ. And we want to tell somebody. You know, there should be excitement in our hearts and our soul. And she just wanted to tell somebody her soul was bubbling over. Her soul was full of joy. And, the, and God can give us that. If you don't have that tonight, if you're out there and don't know Jesus Christ, He wants you. He loves you. He's looking for you to just say, Lord, forgive me. Forgive me, Lord. I'm looking for you. And He will forgive you. Hallelujah. And then when I look at 47, and my spirit rejoices. Even my spirit. Hallelujah. Part of the fulfillment of God's promise is exciting in itself and you think about that we are part of his promise we should be excited about it we love him we are part of that fulfillment of what's coming part of the plan part of the reaching people our spirit should be rejoicing you know I think about even in Mary's time not so much today it don't seem like it's a problem but in Mary's time think about it she was about to have a baby she was unwed she was not married, and folks, back then that was, you were looked down upon. Things were questioned. People doubted you. They had all kinds of things that they just probably talked about her behind her back and things like that. It was in that day and time was just wrong, but guess what? She still talked about the Spirit, knowing that, and the joy, and, the, and her soul's glorified with the honoring God. Hallelujah! That's the way we should feel. You know, we're going to be talked about. We're going to make mistakes, but you know what? We need to rectify those. But uh, there's always going to be somebody having to say something about somebody. We don't worry about those things. We all need to Look, God. We need to be united in one looking to God. And also in 48, she says in her song, recognize and understand a servant's humble heart. I think about this often. I've taught on this several times about a humble heart. All I can say about that is God blesses a humble heart. A truly humble, humble heart. The humble heart will walk with God. People... Pride gets in the way, this old flesh. We let the pride get in the way. We let things get in the way. We let the, the arrogance get in the way. We let 
us get in the way. We need to let go and let God. We need to get those things out of our life. For He wants a humble heart. One that He can bless and go out and you can be a servant. Only a servant can have a humble heart. You have to have a humble heart to be a servant for God. And Mary was. And when I looked at verse 49, For the mighty one has done great, talking about the only one. God has given me great things, holy in His name. Do you know tonight God wants to do something great in your life? God wants to do something in my life. God wants to do something wonderful in your life. He did it in Mary's life. He did a great thing. God wants to do something great for us. All we have to do is as Mary, praise Him, worship Him, love Him, and accept Him for who He really is. The mighty, the mighty one. And then 50, verse 50, His mercy extends to those who fear Him. Sometimes this word is misinterpreted in the Bible when it talks about fear. But when I think about fear, uh, when it talks about my God, I talk, it makes me uh, in my heart feel uh, about respect. It makes me uh, have an understanding. It helps me to understand who He really is. He controls everything. Everything in my life. He is the one. I need to respect that. I need to understand that. You know, as it tells us in Proverbs, the very first chapter, Proverbs says, Fearing God is wisdom. We need the wisdom to understand what that word really means. It means we need to really know who He is and who's in control. And then when we look at 51, He has scattered those who are proud in their thoughts. She's also understanding that God does not bless arrogance, pride, selfishness, and all those things. God does not bless sin. Those that are, who are proud, proud, having too much pride is sin, folks. People don't look at it that way, but it is. We have to be careful with that. And there are people that scatter because of that. She's, but that's a blessing in, 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 in God's eyes. 4253, last couple verses that I want to speak to tonight. The rich allows the wealth, basically is what, what uh, uh, Mary is saying here, that those that are scattered, that God leaves them empty of His love, leaves them empty of, of, of His blessings, is because they put too much emphasis on building something here on this earth other than building God's kingdom. Building wealth, building um, uh, whatever, palaces, building whatever, is not what God wants to see. God does not bless that. God, what happens is people put a lot of effort. When you get to build more and more and more and trying to get pride and recognizing yourself, you want to do more and more, you spend too much concentrating time on that. You do not spend time on God. And that's what He wants us to do is praise Him. Look to Him. Give us need. He'll bless us with everything that we need. And then when you read the final verses here, 55, he saw Mary praises Him for <clears throat> His promise, not only to Abraham and for David and His descendants forever, building the house of God forever and ever and ever. And God did as He promised. This book is full of promises, and every single promise God has fulfilled, all of His promises. I will end tonight by telling you, I like to read in uh, Isaiah 
38, 17, and 20. Uh, just uh, three or four verses here. The way that I, I, I kind of sum what, what's on my heart tonight about praising God. When I look at verse 17. Behold, for peace I had great bitterness. This is Isaiah speaking now, the great prophet. But thou hast in love to my soul delivered it. God delivered him from the pit of corruption, from sin. For thou hast cast all my sins behind the back. They're behind him. They're gone forever. He can only now look forward and go forward in God. And then when I look at verse 18, for the grave cannot praise thee. Think about what Isaiah is saying there. When you're dead and gone, you're not going to be here on this earth to praise him anymore. Death cannot celebrate thee. They that go down into the pit cannot hope for the truth. The living, notice if you read this verse 19, it says, the living, the living, says it twice. He shall praise thee as I do this day. The Father to the children shall make known thy truth. We need to be letting people know by praising God who He really is. We need to be doing it now, today, while we're living on this earth. This is our opportunity to praise Him. Now, I believe when I get to heaven, I'm going to be rejoicing and also, but that's different. I believe this praising is uh, different than the praising and I'll be up there. It'll be all about something different there. I think each time I believe with all my heart, when we praise and bless God down here, someone else is going to be blessed down here. I believe that. We need to be looking while we're still here and not in the grave. And then when I look at verse 20, the Lord was ready to save me. Therefore, we will sing my songs to the stringed instruments all the days of our life in the house of the Lord. So for the rest of our lives here, folks, we need to make a commitment that we're going to serve Him and love Him. These words to me proclaim to all of us that we can accept Him and our sins be gone behind us. They're gone forever and ever in the lake of fire. And now I can see clearly going forward is what Isaiah is saying. I can see clearly now the purpose and what I need to be doing to serve God. And that is to praise Him, to witness the others. We are to see and do whatever we can to lift people up that, and we see people saved down here. Folks, it's all about lost souls down here. It ain't about me. It's about thee. We got to remember that. And our work also uh, uh, Isaiah was telling us is to witness now, right now. When death comes we will not no longer be able to witness down here. And, sent, and then also he goes on to say Lord, since I'm here now and you have given me the privileged to live. You know, it's a privilege. Folks, we here today, I'm, not, I'm sorry about all those that's dead and gone. God bless the families. I know it hurts. I've lost many family members, and I understand that. And I hate they lost it to this virus. But folks, while we're here, hallelujah, we are alive. And we have a privilege and an honor to go out and bless someone. It is for us to go do for someone today. Bless someone today. Love someone today. And then Isaiah ends by saying, I am going to serve you and spend my life praising you. 
That is a wonderful way to end the message. The last couple comments uh, that I want to say. God had a purpose for Mary. And he had that purpose and blessed her because of her humble, loving heart. And she started what the world knows today, that the spread of Jesus Christ, our Savior here on earth. No longer the Old Testament sacrifices, the ultimate sacrifice was made when Jesus Christ was, uh, died on the cross. And Sunday morning, be there. Help us to celebrate the resurrection of our Jesus Christ. Hallelujah. I know the pastor has a wonderful message for us. Folks, we have work to do. We are the, uh, also part of going out and telling the world as Mary. Her song resonates right on through the world today. And that's what we want our, our word to do, our witness to do also. Today, we all need to be spreading the gospel, teaching the Bible, loving God, and praising Him. Tonight, I would like for you to go out. Please, I left you with this last week. Call someone this week. Make a list. Sit down and think about people that you love or people, I tell you, maybe even people that uh, you feel like maybe in your heart that you need to talk to because there's something there between you. Now's a wonderful time. And when, and when I, I, it's not because I said it, it's because God said it. God will bless you for blessing someone else. There's no doubt in my mind. Next week, we'll be talking about uh, praising again, uh, honoring God, and we're going to talk about uh, prayer, uh, honoring God through prayer. And I'm going to be using Second uh, Samuel chapter 7 and also First Chronicles chapter 17. I'll be referencing uh, some uh, verses in each one of those. God bless you. Thank you for being with us tonight. Not only will we have a 7 o'clock service at the park, but also we will be doing a 1030 here in the church live streaming again. So be a part of that. God bless you. Good night. And have a blessed week. Thanks for tuning in to this Wednesday night Bible study here at the Pine Little Pentecost Wednesday Church with our seat director, Reverend Mac Perry. For everyone here at the Pine Little Pentecost Wednesday Church, I'm Joey Perry. Tune in again Sunday morning at 1030 for our live online Sunday morning worship service. And if you can't make it to the 7 a.m. Easter sunrise service, I do plan on recording that. I'm not able to stream it due to no internet at the park. I do plan on recording it, and I will air it uh, sometime Sunday, probably before the 10.30 service. So we uh, making plans to watch that if you can, if you can't make it to the park. So there you go. God bless everyone. We'll see you back here live online Sunday morning at 10.30. God bless.